0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Socialite. I'm your host Carly Cassidy and today I have a very fun guest with me. Um, I have Nicole, can I use your last name? Alonso. Did did I say that right? Yes, Okay, got it. Cool. Who I met through um, my friend Andrew who I volunteer for um, and his tech network, his tech work. I don't know that was a bad pun but um And I wanted to talk to her about what it is like to be a woman in tech because Nicole has her own company that she co-founded. How old were you when you co-founded it? I was 19 going on 20. That is crazy. Okay, so before (laughs) we get into all that, I wanted to like first start at the beginning and ask you, um, when you grew up, like what kinds of what was your introduction to tech or like what kind of this sounds like what kind of like toys did you play with like were you like playing with like Barbie dolls because I know there's no like maybe now there's like a stem Barbie or Mm -hmm. something like that but like what was the like what were you like drawn to as like a kid
1: yeah that's a great question so I think I had a bit of a uh, not so traditional background introduction into technology so when i was a kid i was very girly for a long time i mm-hmm. loved barbies i started doing ballet when i was about 3 Uh, was a competitive figure skater. And then I did go through a major tomboy phase somewhere between like fourth and sixth grade. There's a picture I was showing my friend the other day. I literally had a bowl cut. I was wearing the the boys uniform to school. I think very few people know this. Was
0: the bowl cut intentional? Because I had bowl (laughs) cuts as a kid like twice, but it was always because I tried to cut my own hair and I did a terrible job. And like my mom had to even it out. It was,
1: it was unintentional. It was like, <laughs> I got a bob, and then I got bangs, and then mm. the bob got shorter, the bangs got longer, and it was just a mess. Yeah. Um, but even at that point, I wasn't super interested in technology in any kind of way. Um, I think my first interest was more on the side of science. I became really interested in neuroscience. And so all throughout high school, I thought that I was going to go into neuroscience, become a neurosurgeon, That was the area that i was really interested in knew very little about technology about engineering and then my senior year of high school i took a computer science class just for fun um it was known to be a really fun class at my school not a lot of work Uh, a lot of my friends were going to be in it and i found it interesting but I think I had a lot of imposter syndrome back then. Like, I've never been good at math, so I never saw computer science as something that I could be good at. Yeah. And then at that time, I was applying for a lot of college scholarships in the STEM space. One of them was a... Um,
0: Before we were interrupted by Linus's crunching, and I guarantee now he's going to like decide to drink water and sound like a a waterfall, Um, you were talking about how you took a computer science class in high school, but you were... I guess you were nervous because you never thought you were good at math, and that seems like an integral part of computer science.
1: Yes, Yes. exactly. So I was applying for STEM scholarships. Again, I wanted to major in neuroscience, and one of them Mm -hmm. was a Google scholarship. I ended up not getting the scholarship, but they saw on my resume that I had taken a computer science class and invited me to something called the Computer Science Summer Institute. So I think it was somewhere between like four and six weeks at Google's New York City office in Chelsea. And I was kind of floored. I was like, what? Um, yeah. I don't know anything about computer science. It sounded pretty intense. It was like a coding boot camp with maybe 20 other students or so. But I didn't have a lot going on that summer. So I figured, why not? Why would I yeah. turn down an opportunity to be at Google? Um, and then my first day there is what was game changing for me. Um, I remember within the first day, they handed us laptops, they taught us a bit of Python, and then they were like, okay, by tomorrow we want you to come back and have built a website. And it was a really fun project. It was to build the ugliest website you could imagine. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and so the whole point was to get us to use CSS and JavaScript and play around a ton. It was a really smart idea looking back, Um, but I'm very competitive, so I went home and worked on this all night, and I realized, okay, if within one night I could build a website, Maybe there's some sort of potential that I can do yeah. this longer term. Like,
0: I'm going to build the ugliest website anyone has ever seen.
1: <laughs> exactly. I wish I could pull it up. Um, yeah. It was. It did you was get something. to,
0: like, name it? Or was it, like, did you make, like, a theme? Or was it, like, they're, like, make a website for this and it has to be ugly?
1: Yeah, there was literally no theme. It was whatever oh you God. wanted. So it was funny seeing how different everyone's ugly websites were. Um, so people were, like, yours isn't even ugly. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, but that was that was a turning point for me. And throughout that entire program, I yeah. realized I loved the, fielding, the feeling of building things from the ground up. Yeah. Um, so then the second I got to college, I switched my major from neuroscience to computer science and economics. And oh, wow. I got really lucky because the college I had chosen, Claremont McKenna College, is part of yeah. a consortium. So okay. there are four other schools there. And Harvey Mudd is known for computer science. And you can major off campus. Oh, wow. So I had like never really planned to utilize that component of the curriculum. But I was like, yeah. wow, this is a happy accident accident might as
0: well wow oh my gosh see like I had like not a super similar experience but like also I was not good at math in high school but uh, my introduction to coding was trying to make like my tumblr super cool Mm -hmm. and have like all the like flashing logos and after that like that was when I learned that like I didn't have um a career in like Graphic design when it came to coding, I was like, okay, let me let me use a pencil, let me stick to that.
1: I feel like that's how a lot of people learn to code. Literally a lot of people have like those Tumblr stories. Tumblr, it's like
0: oh, custom code, and I'm like googling. I'm like, how can I make glitter font? This is the most important thing in my boy band fan page blog. After this, I'm gonna have to find you my ugly website, <laughs> and
1: I want to see that Tumblr.
0: Okay, so then you went there for college, and then how how did it come about? Because you ended up. You, did you drop? You dropped out of college. It's it did. Yes. I feel like dropping out always sounds like a negative, but I feel like it's kind of like I don't know. It's more like a mic drop. You're like, I don't need this. Like, bye. Yeah, I think um, for like a while I was like hesitant to say yeah. dropping
1: out because I was like, oh, I'm just on a leave of absence. Yeah. And then at some point I was like, okay, I need to call yeah. it dropping out now. It's
0: like when people go on like maternity leave and they're like no I'm not gonna be a stay-at-home mom I'm gonna go back and then you're like you know it's actually mm, no yeah, at some point it's like you got to make the transition <laughs> I have to like change my title uh but yeah how did your I also I can't pronounce it I'm gonna butcher it how do you That's how okay. do you say the company Cyro. Syro. okay I was about to be like Ciro yeah it's hit or miss a lot um, of people say Ciro <laughs> so how did that like come about or how did the that journey go how did you go from it would have been so good if it was zero. It was zero, like zero because you could be like zero to hero. Um, oh, I like that. But that I'll have to think maybe we'll about. switch it up. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. should actually just change the entire branding of yeah, your company right. because of that. Um, I'm gonna call my co-founder after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did that? Like, how did that come about?
1: Very accidentally, okay. say the least. So I had never wanted to start a company. Yeah. It was never my dream. As I mentioned, I just loved that feeling of building things from the ground yeah. up. So then my freshman year of college, COVID had hit. Going into my sophomore year, it was completely remote. And so at that point, I felt like there were still a lot of people that I wanted to meet and didn't yeah. have the opportunity to do so on campus. So I was looking around at what clubs I could join to meet more people. One of them was the Student Investment Fund. So I was majoring in computer science and econ. I was trying to figure out which path I wanted to go down. Right and had a mess of internship applications. I was interning yeah. for, or, uh, applying for everything ranging from investment banking to oh. quant to <laughs> software engineering. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I was like, let me join some clubs that will help me figure that out before
0: right.
1: I have to experience that in the workforce. So I applied for the student investment fund on campus, and my now co-founder was my interviewer. Um, which is very random. And so as part of that interview process, I mentioned I was really interested in fintech. I felt like fintech was a new word to me. One of my friends had mentioned it to me over the summer and was like, hey, this is an industry you might be interested in, combines a lot of your interests, maybe look into it. So I did. I saw there were some companies in the space building really interesting things, making an impact, which was something that resonated with me. So I spoke about that in Mm -hmm. my interview. And a couple of weeks later, my co-founder, well, my now co founder reached out yeah. to me and was like, Hey, I heard that you one are major in computer science and love to build things. Two, you were interested in FinTech and told me about an idea he had. Um, okay. so we've since pivoted, but the initial goal behind the company was to enable instant global B2B invoicing and payments. Wow. By leveraging stable coins. Um,
0: so all all his stable idea. Stable coins. Yeah. <laughs> it's <That's laughs> yes. just sound is that like wait, what? It's not like Bitcoin it's not like a Bitcoin thing. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're okay. On the right path. yeah. okay.
1: So it's like crypto, but the one the coins that are pegged one-to-one with U.S. dollar so they don't fluctuate a ton uh, makes it easier to transact so yeah so it was like entirely his idea um but then when he mentioned it to me resonated with me I'd actually spent some time in high school doing medical billing and invoicing yeah um I wanted to be a neurosurgeon so I was working at an office where I got that opportunity to shadow um some some patients that had post-op i uh, gone through some of these surgeries and then in the process was working with billing and invoicing systems. Yeah. So when this idea came about, I didn't know a lot about the payment side, but I was like, yes, invoicing technology is terrible. Um, yeah. This is interesting to me. Let's do it. And it didn't start as, hey, I'm going to be the co-founder and CTO. It was right. just, um, my co-founder told me like, you can be as involved or as little involved as you want to be. I don't want to put right. any pressure on you. But I took that and ran with it. Yeah. Had nothing but free time with COVID. Yeah. Uh, so kind of-
0: what was it like? So what year in college were you when COVID Start or like 2020.
1: Um, so started my freshman year. Oh wow! So okay. only had a couple yeah, months actually be, on campus. I feel
0: like that's really hard because like I always feel bad for the people where COVID like interrupted college because like I, I cannot like focus on my own. Like I don't know how people <laughs> did college from home and like actually stayed motivated. So I can imagine it being like really hard because half of college like the fun is just like being on a college campus, Absolutely. Um, the experience. So I feel like. I don't blame you for like <laughs> starting something and not going back. Yeah. Um, no, that's so cool. And it's grown. So you started that, was it in 2020, 20, 20, 20, 2021? Yes, somewhere around then. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's just like grown ever since.
1: Yes. It's taken that's some twists so and turns cool. along the way. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: That is so cool. And then is it something where, like how many people are at the company now? Or like it's you, your co-founder, is it? Is there like a... Big team. I don't know how, like, tech works. I recently learned, like, Series A, B. I'm learning my a, Series A, B, and Cs. Yeah. Um, what are, what is, what would Cyro be classified as?
1: So, we're a seed stage company. Okay, um, see, okay. I learned
0: that. Too. There's even pre-seed like there's so many it also almost like then I'm like are we talking about fertility clinics here like what is
1: yeah the naming I knew nothing about startups when I first got into this world so I was like what does that mean like everything just sounded like a buzzword but uh yeah we raised our seed round um coming up on two years ago
0: Oh um
1: and so since then the company has pivoted a bit and so has the size of our team so really small team at this point. It's myself, my co-founder, head of engineering and head of operations. Yeah. And we're completely remote. So my co-founder lives here in New York, but the rest of the team is actually international now. So we have an employee in Toronto, one in Mexico city. Um, but it's kind of fun. Like we're all going to Toronto in a
0: few weeks to work together. The fantastic four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which one are you? What is the one where he's like, I don't even know what he's made of. He's just made of rocks. Is he like the thing or something? I don't like know what I he's think called. that. <laughs> he's like n- this I feel like he's like the knockoff Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so cool. Um I guess my question would be so it wasn't so much of dropping out, it's more you made the decision not to go back. What were your thoughts or what was that like? Was it kind of like scary or what like what is everything that kind of like goes through your head when you have to make yeah. a a decision like that?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I so, coming up at the end of my sophomore year, my co founder's two years older. So, mm-hmm. he was graduating and knew he wanted to work on this full time. So, he had turned down his full time job. And then it hit me I was like, I don't want him to go off and do this without me. Yeah. I was very invested in it at that point and had realized that I was just learning a lot more quickly than I was in school and yeah. learning in a way that resonated well with me. Yeah. I think I was never super motivated. By grades, unfortunately, like did really well my whole life until I got to college. And then I realized, hey, I'm at this somewhat prestigious college. I could just get C's and still get the job I want. So I had spent a lot more time working on CSIRO than I had my schoolwork and was seeing the impact of that. And I think the stakes were just a lot higher. And I think I'm someone that operates a bit better when I'm under pressure. So I had an internship offer at that time. And it was like, what would have been my dream internship offer? But I wasn't excited about it at all. So that made it super obvious for me. I was like, why am I going to go do something where, yeah, maybe I can make a bit more money. And it's a good name, but I'm not learning. And like, I've always wanted to optimize for where can I learn exponentially and grow exponentially while I'm young? Like, I don't think I'll always have this kind of energy, um, like desire to learn and just like big safety nets. I think that's ultimately what pushed me to take the risk is I was like, this is my sophomore year summer. Worst comes to worst. I can get some sort of like prestigious name brand internship the following summer that I yeah. could get a full-time offer hopefully post-college when I take a risk this summer like this is the right time yeah so very much started off as I'm going to turn down my internship offer work on this just for fun uh, again yeah. and learn and then we ended up raising our pre-seed round that summer oh wow and so right after that I knew I didn't want to go back to college yeah. in the fall but uh telling my parents was an interesting process
0: oh yeah how does how does that go like
1: yeah, I don't know if there's a right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I had like, talked to some people who did it before, yeah. and everyone's parents' reactions were different. So um, with my dad, it was a lot easier. Yeah. He actually dropped out of college to work on a company oh, okay. full-time.
0: Yeah, so he has like the understanding of... Exactly.
1: Like, very different type of company, but he yeah. was like, what can I say? I, I did yeah. the same thing. I yeah. guess you're following in my footsteps. Um, my mom is a teacher and yeah. very oh. much respects education and was very much against it. Yeah. So it kind of got to the point where it was less of me asking them if it was okay and more of me telling them that I was going to do it and yeah. why things were going to be okay. Yeah. So I just framed it as give me one semester off, you know, we're in yeah. the middle of COVID. Um, you see my grades. Yeah. I'm not doing well in school right now anyway. I'm not getting the experience that you're paying for even. Right. Um, and worse comes to worse, I, I go back to college. Like I thought that was a really big safety net of like, yeah, I can live at home right now. Um, I don't have like a family or need to right. make a ton of money, even if we right. can't pay ourselves. And worst comes to worst, I just go back to school. And then luckily that semester was when we ended up raising our seed round and yeah. hired our first employee shortly after. Yeah, so, then so you I, get
0: like the confidence. Like you're like, oh, yeah. okay, like this is not going to be – a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, but that whole semester still, my
1: mom was like, "Have you enrolled? Yeah. Like, for oh do what are you taking next semester?" I feel like it's
0: one of those things where you're like, "Would they be more scared for me to tell them I'm pregnant or that I'm leaving school? Like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> you're like, ah, I have to tell you something." Oh. Yeah, they were definitely shocked at first. Yeah, they're like, ah. yeah. "Oh my gosh." Yeah, no, I can't. I feel like I admired that a lot because, like, I, I'm also just indecisive to where it wouldn't even be like I just wouldn't even be able to decide between like, do I do this? Do I not do it? <laughs>
1: That's how I am with the small choices. Like, I don't know why the big ones. Oh, okay. I, I know, like, I get this gut feeling yeah. and I go after it. But with the small things, like, when it yeah. comes to ordering food, yeah, i so like, indecisive. Oh,
0: you're like ketchup <laughs> or mustard. I, I don't know. I don't know. Continue, like, like, man, you you're holding up the line. Like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess another thing about, like, tech and being a woman, a young woman in tech is I feel like it's really common to, like, hear about you know, like, Mark Zuckerberg, or even, like, with, like, the the now notorious, um, with God, what's his name, SBF? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, everyone's like, oh, these, like, savants, these boy geniuses, um, shout out to the band as well, but, um, <laughs> they, like, drop out of school, or they start these companies, but I feel like we don't hear as much about women, and if we do, it's, like, Elizabeth Holmes, like, mm, not the best example, but, like, yeah. what, was it, like, was there anyone that you kind of, like, looked up to or any kind of like mentors or or people like or how has it been like kind of navigating the world as a woman in tech especially as like a young woman in tech because I feel like it's hard it's hard enough to be like taken seriously mm-hmm. in any job as like a woman if you're like older but I imagine like being 19 and you're like yeah I'm the CTO of a company <laughs> like yeah take my meeting
1: <laughs> definitely an interesting process so I think yeah. It's changed over time. When we first started working on Cyro, I was very sheltered from what the reality of the world's like out there. Yeah. And so what I mean was, I was living at home. We were working remotely, and even when we were fundraising, the process was very different than it is for most entrepreneurs. Everything was over Zoom, and so I'd never was going to in person events and like seeing in person the. The gender distribution. And yeah. I think like the college I went to, the great thing is Harvey Mudd has pretty much a 50-50 split oh, of men and women. Nice. I think it's actually like 51% yeah. women. It's so... not like going
0: to MIT where you're like, hello exactly. ladies, <laughs> ladies.
1: Exactly. So I think the only difference I realized then is that I dressed a lot more like girly and maybe provocative, yeah. but I chalked that up. So that's just my personality. Yeah, and It's never something I've been like afraid to show. Yeah. Um, And then when we were fundraising, I think I got a glimpse of it Mm-hmm. Um, where there were times that investors would make introductions and yeah. my co-founder and I were both equally involved in the fundraising process, right. but they'd make introductions to just him. Oh, and only like they include, do like the
0: handshake, like the, right. and they're like, and Nicole, you're like, yeah.
1: ah, hello. <laughs> and like only make an introduction with me on the email chain if it was a diversity focused fund. Um, okay. And that became really apparent. Yeah. And I'm lucky that at that point in time, I, I mean, it's still to this day, like my co-founder yeah. is very supportive. I pointed it out to him and he said something to those investors. Yeah. Um, Cause it came, became really obvious. And then I think the first time I realized that I was like a minority in the space was when we went to a conference in Barcelona. Yeah. So COVID had just uh, subsided a little bit. This was like yeah. the first big in-person event I'd gone to. It was after our fundraising. We had a pre- pretty big funding announcement and someone came up to me, and they were asking what my title was. I said I was the CTO, Yeah. and they were like, oh, CMO, like marketing? And I was oh, like, no, nearly. CTO, like tech. Um, and then, like, proceeded to question my technical abilities, like oh. was asking me yeah. questions about databases and technical choices we've made, um, which doesn't bother yeah. me. Like, I, I'm happy answering those questions. But then at the end of the conversation, this person was like, Okay, I get it now. Like, the reason you raise so much money is because you're a woman. Um, and, and, you oh know, there's, God. like, not a lot of funding were for they, women, so...
0: Were they Spanish?
1: Are they... I don't I don't okay. remember exactly. Okay.
0: I was wondering, so I was like, I lived in Spain, and, like, there definitely is a bit of the, like, machismo <laughs> attitude when it comes to that stuff and, like, gender. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I can't imagine...
1: Oh yeah. So I think that was a bit of a wake up call for me, but if anything, I I see it as a positive now. Yeah, Like I think what affected me more than anything was just had a lot of imposter syndrome in the early days. And that was less about my gender. I think more about my age and lack of experience. Um, but since I almost see the gender thing as an opportunity to stand out, like when I go into a room full of CTOs and I'm one of a few women, um, maybe like the only young woman who dresses super feminine, um, yeah. people will remember me for it. And yeah. then people have even said that, like, hey, you stand yeah. out in a room. And that's something I try to use to my advantage. Yeah. Um, I think also, like I was reading an article the other day of like a very prominent woman in tech and yeah. she was talking about the struggles that she's faced. And she's like, I think more than anything, it's not having uh, enough women in like these higher up executive roles to look right. up to and so that for me also feels like a really great opportunity if I'm like right. speaking on a it's college like campus the way. yeah and yeah. someone's like oh I've never met a female CTO before like, that's yeah. a great feeling I feel like it's I always like
0: oh this is like our chief like HR person or like right. marketing it. like it's always like the or like brand you know it's always the like more like creative or traditionally I feel like they're seen as like more female like feminine roles which is like weird because I'm like is marketing <laughs> girl I'm like is it girly to sell stuff right like, like when did that happen <laughs> yeah Uh, I was like men have been selling us lies for centuries (laughs) um but yeah no that is so cool I also think it's just cool getting to go to conferences in other countries like that I would oh yeah that was
1: such an awesome experience
0: what's like the coolest thing you've worn to like a like uh, a meet because you're like oh I like to dress more like provocatively or like myself like is there anything that you can think of
1: yeah so two things come to mind one is a a little bit of a story. So when yeah. I was meeting in person, so most of our fundraise was virtual, it was all over Zoom, but our lead investor, Trip from UnCourt Capital, I got to yeah. meet him in person before we signed a term sheet. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was living in Las Vegas then with my father, and Trip was visiting for a conference, so... Um, I think he had suggested like getting drinks or something, but I wasn't even 21 at the time. So I was like, no, 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 maybe a meal. You're like, Um, (laughs) I can get a Diet Coke, Shirley Temple. Exactly. Like now we joke around (laughs) about it once he found out my age. Um, But we ended up getting breakfast at a a local cafe, and yeah. my dad drove me to that meeting, yeah. and I was super nervous for it, came out of my room right beforehand, and was trying to dress, I think I was still, like, figuring out my style, I yeah. wasn't as confident then, so I had, like, maybe a cardigan on, you know, a nice yeah. shirt, nice, maybe, like, these jeans, yeah. but then I had Birkenstocks on, um, <laughs> and for, like, most of our fundraising, it was virtual, yeah. so I was sitting in pajama pants, yeah. you could only see my top, and my dad was like, what are you doing? You're yeah. not wearing Birkenstocks yeah. to, to a meeting where you, someone could be giving you millions of dollars. And I was yeah. like, why not? Dad, it's tech. Like, yeah. You can dress like this. And he refused to drive me until I changed my shoes. That's
0: <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Cause... But I think
1: since then, um have become like a lot more confident in just wearing what makes me yeah. feel confident. So I think June like, uh, Junto Club is probably a good example. Yeah. Or like some of the events like that in New York where I'll... I'll wear a shorter skirt than maybe most people would yeah. or um, I'll wear something a little bit edgy, like always still like modest, but maybe like a cutout in in the elbows yeah. or something that still makes me feel like me. Yeah, um, Like I'll wear a lot of makeup, whatever yeah. makes me feel confident. Yeah. And I think in New York, it's really easy to do that yeah. because everyone has their own sense of style in New York. Yeah, Definitely a bit different when I'm in going like to conferences. San Francisco I swear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, f- I remember I went to San Francisco like once in, I think it was 2019, but my brother we went out with him and his friend, and his friend worked at like Slack at the time, and like it was just a whole different world going to a bar there, where I just saw so many men in like flip flops and yeah. like white t shirts and jeans, and I was like, I don't ever want to see your toes, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so. The even after right? the sun goes <laughs> down, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Um, But yeah, no, I feel like it, people definitely dress like very different, but there's still the kind of. It's funny too, cause like, I work in finance, so there's like the this dichotomy of like oh the finance bro but then yep. like the tech pros the finance bro in jeans like <laughs> yes I'm like they just have different uniforms they do they do yeah. I was just
1: literally just in SF two days ago yeah. was sitting at dinner and this whole group of like tech bros came yeah. up you know all in t-shirts yeah. big jeans flip-flops like yeah. you're saying it's so obvious and you're like
0: whoa they're like where do you work Netflix <laughs> have you had any like Weird. Not like weird, but like, have you had anyone come up to you at any of those events? Like, like, have people come up and tried to like hit on you? I don't mean that as like a yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. because I've I've dealt with that even like volunteering. I'm like, how do you? I bet it's like different now because you're you're dating Andrew, so it's like your people like have like an idea. It would be yeah. bold if they still tried, but like, how yeah. do you how do you deal with that also when you're like trying to focus on like this is my company or I'm networking like business and you have people that are just like oh hey like let's get a coffee to talk business or something or like yeah and you're like "Mm."
1: (laughs) it's something I think a lot of women deal with and you kind of just get more adept to it over time so I think when I was first starting out in this industry I was very naive to it because in my mind anyone I was meeting who was in my field with someone that was a business contact
0: yeah they're like like, wanting to work with you and you're like right oh this LinkedIn message is not not
1: (laughs) right and so I was like unless it's explicitly stated otherwise I'm going to go into this thinking it's some sort of business opportunity and Mm. then uh you know like there was a time I went out to dinner with someone and I was kind of on the fence about what it was yeah but I felt pretty confident that it was like a networking type of thing yeah um and then they kissed me oh god you're like yeah, you know, I was very caught off guard <laughs> yeah. and that was a turning point for me where I was like, okay, I have to be a bit more direct, like, yeah, direct or like more like, like le-
0: not like less naive, but you're like, oh wait, I like actually have to like vet people.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so that was a little bit of a wake up call for me. And yeah. then I think it's an interesting challenge like as a woman too because you want to be taken seriously yeah but also I mean you know who I'm dating now also it's like these (laughs) events could be an opportunity right you're 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 like trying to balance
0: you're like "Mm, this is like kind of like an app in real life but all like people are ambitious but you're also like but I want to be taken seriously as well. <laughs> right. So I think it's yeah. been since then like finding
1: a balance of yeah. making sure like anyone who's really close in my work circle, yeah. um, you know, it stays professional. Yeah. Like, I'd want it that way. I want yeah. those people to take me seriously. And when it is something um, that maybe is not professional, yeah. being more direct about it. And if yeah. I'm in a situation where I feel like someone um, is being flirty and that's my, not my intention, like I'll make it clear. Like I made that clear even before, I had yeah. a significant other, like, hey, I'm not sure if you're trying to come on to me, but yeah. here's why Just I came in case, to like, meet up with you no. today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, speak I feel like that's a good segue into asking how because you're now you're dating, uh, for people who don't know, um, and I'm trying to think of like how to describe it. So like Andrew is your boyfriend, and I met him through like volunteering mm-hmm. at these like monthly curated events and networking events that he throws. And you met him, I believe, also. But, like, I saw you posted, like, a an Instagram carousel, and it had, like, a DM. I don't know if it was, like, a Twitter DM, but, like, yeah. how, how exactly did you guys meet? Um, was it, like, did you slide into his DMs, kind of? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> so
1: there's a bit of a story. Okay. Um, Back in January, I messaged him on Twitter. Yeah. And I think this was, like, maybe the first Twitter DM I've ever sent, actually. Yeah. And I was thinking about moving to New York at that time, didn't know a ton of people in the yeah. city. So I had been living in New Jersey, commuting back and forth, and was going to a lot of networking events where I felt like the volume was really high. But mm. because of that, I was meeting these people one off and yeah. it wasn't as curated as I would have liked. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I wish there was some sort of almost event series where I'm seeing the same yeah. sort of people. Um, at least a percentage of them are the same, you right. know, maybe month over month, maybe quarterly, and I can actually become friends with them or build yeah. relationships and it's a bit more curated. So then I think it was on Twitter that I heard about Junto Club. Yeah. And I had an aha moment. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah. So I'm very much a go getter. Like yeah. I have no problem cold messaging, cold DMing yeah. people. Uh, it's a lot of like what I've done in my career and at work. So I messaged Andrew and I sent him like a three paragraph message. <laughs>
0: we, we laugh about it now, but yeah. it was it was very. Almost like desperate. You're like introduction, (laughs) uh, persuasive body paragraphs, and conclusion.
1: Basically. And in the conclusion, I was like, you know, I know this is a curated event. If you don't have the capacity, I'm happy to help set up, clean up, um, whatever you need help with, like, I'll do it. And he was like, no, we're full. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, I respected it. I was like, that makes me want to go even more. Yeah, but he was like, but you should come next month. And then the next month came around, and I was flying back from – um, some work trip and my flight got delayed. So I ended up missing it and I had messaged him, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, I practically begged to come to this event. Now I missed it. And then actually a couple months later, this was like a a pause in the middle. A couple months later, I met one of his friends at a a networking event that one of our investors held and his friend went back and told him, Hey, I don't know if you've met Nicole yet, but she's really interesting. You should invite her to her events. And then Andrew went to look me up and realized we had communicated before. Um, so then I started going to Junto. We didn't really talk there, um, I was very much like in professional yeah. networking mode and you know he's always like swarmed by people at yeah. those so I'd yeah. say hi and bye but then we ended up being at the same conference and we were both speaking on separate panels but we're there yeah. at the same time so he's like oh we should you know do something while we're in LA yeah. so I messaged him while I was there we ended up getting dinner twice that week Ooh. um yeah this is one of those things yeah. I, I didn't think it was flirty at all yeah at this point. you're like
0: this is I'm we're networking right right yeah we're we're
1: networking um it was very friendly like we became friends we would co-work together and then maybe like a month into this friendship he was like uh what if the next time we hung out it was a date like how would you feel about that and it was and you're like oh yeah it was a very respectful way it was (laughs) like um what are you up to this weekend how do you feel about if the next time we hung out was a date if yes i'll plan an amazing saturday night if no we'll co-work sunday I'm um, yeah. like, either way, I dig you as a person and, uh, totally up to you. Kind of You're thing. like,
0: if you said no and you're like, you show up son and you're like, Hey, what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, exactly. I, I actually didn't like the answer password for a is bit. broken heart. X-O. I didn't answer for
1: a bit because I was like, I don't know. Like yeah. if it doesn't work out, I go to all his events. Yeah. We don't let you're like,
0: people. Oh, then I couldn't go to like a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so nice. Wait. So when did you guys officially start date? Like. Was it before the gal? Because I know you guys. Yes. I feel like that was. I was like, I think I messaged him because he like reposted a story and it was like some like something like you posted. And it was like, I was like, oh, I think this is like a soft launch. Yeah, <laughs> and he, it was. And he, I like, know what you're talking about. and he like messaged me about like Kunto Club and I was like, oh, by the way, I don't know if this is a soft launch, but if so, like, thumbs <laughs> up. Like, yeah. we I felt like we'd been it. like
1: soft launching for a little. Like, we'd both post pictures yeah. of us at something. Like the same place, but at, yeah. at different times or something. Like I remember, uh, maybe our third rate we went to a Broadway show. Yeah, we both posted pictures that you could tell if you looked really yeah. closely. It was like similar seat, yeah. similar angle. But we um, became official like September twenty second, I think. Oh my god! So we're dating like for that. a bit before then, but then yeah. that's when it became official.
0: That's so nice. I love that. I think that's. It's always nice when I feel like when you go from like friends to more, cause you're able to like have like a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that's a struggle too with like dating apps now because then like. I even get psyched out when I like go to a date knowing it's a date, and I'm just like, ah, like yes.
1: and it's <laughs> interesting because I had never had that experience before. Like yeah. I was very adamant previously about not dating people that I was friends with. Cause yeah. for me, it's like if somebody's in that box, oh, it's hard for them to get to out get of out. it. Yeah. But I think the timing was good where like yeah. you know, we hadn't been friends for years, yeah. Yet, and I knew he was yeah. a good person, like it's learned a lot a... about his character being friends, and yeah. then there was like still room to transition. It's
0: not the thing where he's like been your friend for three years and he's like, Nicole, I always felt this <laughs> way, and you're like you're like what? (laughs) yeah. today's episode is brought to us by mark. a random fact that mark loves is that a cat thrown from the 20th floor has a higher chance of survival than one thrown from the fifth. i'm not really sure how he knows this. um i don't know if i should be concerned. um but if anyone can fact check that and let me know if that's real because I feel like that should not be in my Google search history. I feel like that would flag me for some sort of list somewhere. But thank you, Mark, for that lovely fact. Speaking of more career stuff, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Is Cyril something you want to work on for, like, the rest of your life? Or is someone where you want to, like, do different, like, you want to keep building different projects kind of, like, from mm-hmm. the ground up? And, um, yeah, like more of like a not like a launch pad like you would like leave it for something else but just kind of like you <laughs> it's your baby you let it grow and then you like <laughs> let it leave the nest
1: <laughs> yeah it's so hard for me to answer questions yeah. like this because if me yeah. I was me, like
0: I was like your partner if you were listening to this <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's time to turn off now <laughs> he knows all this yeah. um, my co-founder and I are very close but if you asked me like two or three years ago yeah. I would have said that my dream is maybe to work at you know, some sort of tech company, like maybe start at Google, yeah. uh, transition to a startup like Stripe and yeah. be some sort of software engineer. Like those were the aspirations yeah. I had for myself and what I'm doing now, I feel like, uh, way exceeded my wildest dreams. Yeah. So it's hard for me to even, you're like trying to think about, potentially. Be, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but like at a very high level, I want to build something that outlives either me or like the time yeah. I spend working on it. So, for example, you know, if our company were to get acquired at some point yeah. and they're using our technology and building it for years beyond oh, okay. when I'm working on it, yeah. like that's something that would excite me because I yeah. know I built something that's useful for a while to come. Yeah. Um, and I also care a lot about the culture component. Like I think mm-hmm. what's been one of the most unexpectedly rewarding parts of running a company is being like, okay, I can employ people and like not, not only fund their lifestyle, but hopefully in yeah. turn give them an opportunity to work at a company where like they don't hate waking up and going yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, and that's something like <laughs> that I feel so blessed is yeah. I, I always wake up and I love working and I'm like, why do I love it? I'm like, OK, because we got to handpick the team that we yeah. work with, the problem yeah. that we're solving. And that's such a blessing. So I can only hope that like one something that I built is used long after I'm working on it, whether right. that's like, um, you know, we go all the way to IPO and someone else takes over a CTO or if we get yeah. acquired or if it ends tomorrow, whatever it might be. And that in the process, um, our employees have had an opportunity to work somewhere where they're excited to go to work. Yeah. They learn from their team members, and that's something that uh, would make me feel really fulfilled. Like I was never, I never started a company like for the money or for yeah. like the clout or any of yeah. that. So that matters less so to me. Um, and I think I've realized through the process that I still really like building things from the ground up. Like yeah. we've pivoted since then and started working on another idea. And I was worried initially if I could find yeah. the same passion for a different idea. And I did and just realized, yeah, I love that figuring things out. So whatever that looks like, I want to be able to continue doing that, whether it's like building new products within the same company or if I were to start something else or even if I were to like transition into venture capital someday and be able to help founders through that same experience. Those are all things that I think would leave me feeling really fulfilled.
0: Yeah. I guess a good question is, do you find that you have time, like you love working, is it hard to kind of ever like turn off? like, working to, like, make yourself do, like, what are your, oh, that's something, too, because I didn't realize, um, on Instagram, and you mentioned it, like, you, can dance like really really well like <laughs> how like did you do com- you did like competitive figure skating you said but did you do yes. like competitive dancing as well yes. okay yeah i was like because you posted some video it reminded me of my friend lexi and like everyone i know it's like a dancer they'll have like their videos and like it's always a gym <laughs> yep. or even if it's like a room at equinox they like have to themselves and it's like some like cool dancing and i'm like how do people do this like it's <laughs> like the best feeling as a dancer yeah oh my gosh
1: I I definitely struggled a lot more with turning it off in the early days. And I think that was because of two things. One, it was COVID. So there was no incentive to finish work within a certain period of time to go out and see friends or do something. So I'd find myself just working from like the second I woke up to the second I went to bed. And I think I also had only heard the stories, I think like the entrepreneurs and founders that are really visible are the ones on Twitter projecting the narrative of,
0: oh, yeah, you know, right. I wake
1: up at 5am, <laughs> I start working I at sleep 6 for and I four till. hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah And there are definitely nights like that. But what I've realized, two things, I think one, when you're starting and running a company, there are times that you have to devote that kind of energy yeah. and time. Like when you're fundraising, at least for us, it was a night and day experience for yeah. a couple of months. And if I had that same velocity and schedule, Yep. Every day of the year, yeah. I'd burn out. And yeah. founder burnout is like really real. So that's mm-hmm. something that um, my co-founder and I are good at prioritizing, like avoiding that. So I think we try to have a balance where like day to day or week by week, if one of us is like feeling a bit down or starting to feel burnt out, um, we mm-hmm. give each other the lenience flexibility to go off and do something that yeah. will bring that spark back. And I think yeah. it's important to tackle that in the short term so you have the energy longer term. Yeah. And when you need those days of like you're working all night, um, yeah. or, you know, you're working crazy hours and traveling a ton for weeks at a time, you have it. So for me, I, I feel like way more balanced now that I make time for things that are important to me. Like I, I hate the, uh, perception of like, oh, you can only be a successful founder if like your company is all that you care about. Like a lot yeah. of, a lot of founders don't date because of that. Yeah. Um, or they like don't have talk about them because yeah. there's like a stigma against it. Those are things that make me feel well-rounded. And, like, I realized the more I prioritize myself, like, the better boss I am, the better leader, the more creative. And I think that's one of the things that I'm still realizing. And uh, I had this, like, revelation over the the weekend, actually. I, like, took some time to not sit at my computer 24-7 because I realized... Um, I read this book actually, it's called like "Discover Your genius. I think. Yeah. So you yes. have, yeah.
0: So you make time to read. We're re- yes. reading <laughs> words reading. that aren't on screens. Yeah. Unless it's a Kindle. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I love a good physical okay.
1: book. Um, I was reading this book and I actually, I messaged the author and he messaged yeah. me back, which oh was like a great feeling, but I told him how life-changing it was for me where he talked about how, and it wasn't just for founders or entrepreneurs, but like how to, Um, uncover almost like your inner child and bring back that like playful and creative nature and I feel like in my day-to-day and my job I alternate from having to be like in execution mode and creative mode so I was at a time where I like needed to be really creative and I realized that me sitting in front of a screen um, is not going to help me find ideas and for me it's like when I travel and I'm in new places and talking to new people um doing things like dance or yoga sometimes that's when I have like the best ideas or figure out a problem in my head so I think for every career it's different but for me at least as a founder to have those moments um it's like less so because now I'm realizing it sounds like I don't ever turn it off but it's like in the moments where you're doing other things sometimes ideas just naturally pop into your mind I get it it's
0: kind of like I don't know, like, I'm not a computer science person, but I like to write, and I like to paint, but, like, mm-hmm. there's times where I'm, like, okay, I've, like, sat and stared at this painting, I need to, like, take a break, and exactly. then if I come back two weeks later, like, I'm, I don't, like, mess it up by just, like, doing too much or too little, or that I'm, like, oh, wait, it actually needs this, or I, like, exactly. get an idea of to, like, finish, um, like, a new piece of writing, I'm like, oh, like, that's what I need to do. And then it's like, I have to sit at that moment and get it out. But like, exactly. Yeah. And when those you're moments just come, I'm there, definitely yeah. You
1: like, need to stop everything else and do it. But
0: <laughs> that used to happen to me. Like, I used to always, because I used to struggle to like fall asleep. And I'd be like, oh, let me just like kind of like write something in my head. And I'd be like, oh, that's good. Let me get my exactly. phone. Those like, moments are light. so magical too. <laughs> uh, no, that's so fun. And then I have like a little, I thought it would be fun um, to quiz you on, um, names of like computer viruses that are like real and then ones that I either made up myself or I had the assistance of a computer to do if you want to see an ugly website type in like random generator for computer virus <laughs> names they are very ugly i didn't even know that existed i didn't know but there are like 17 different websites honestly they probably really? all give me computer virus. that's probably like <laughs> the like joke on me okay but so i have a list and i'll try to i'll try to like rapid fire all right I'm okay ready. um double trouble
1: Ooh, fake
0: yeah <laughs> um <laughs> This is the name of the vibe. This isn't me professing love. I love you.
1: That's a real one. I've okay. heard of that one.
0: <laughs> um, travel log. Fake? Yes. Status update? Fake? You're good at this. Wait, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Code red. Real? Yes. Um, in a GIF, but GIF is like, or g- GIF in a GIF. I don't know how you say that word. Like, well, I don't either. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this one. Fake? Yes. Oh, okay. um, crypto locker, Real. Heard okay. of that one. A dot Commission. Fake? Yes. Uh, aftermath. Fake. How are you? You know oh, what? Yeah, I'm, you I'm, just... I'm struggling. I know a few of these. But... Okay. Um, <laughs> let's do uh, Stormworm. Real. Yes. Um, tiny Banker. Fake. That's real. Ooh. Tiny banker. I, I know also, I know a lot of tiny bankers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so big. Mm, fake? That's real. Ooh. Now, now I'm tripping you up. You um, are. Patient zero. Fake? Yeah. I thought, I was really proud of myself for that. <laughs> one. <I was> like, <laughs> Whoa. it's a good name for one. Euphoria, but it's like you. Mm, fake? Yes. Um, Pikachu? Real. Yes. Um... Melissa. Real. Yeah. I've read about that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Um, I would love to have a computer virus named after me, but not with inappropriate pictures. <laughs> um, Adventure Time Out. Fake? Yes. Um, My Doom. Fake? No, that was real. Ooh. I thought you would. I thought you'd know that one. Um, no. And then Stranger Danger. Fake. Yes. You did, but you did. Not well, bad. Not well. <laughs> There's a rough patch in the middle. But honestly, I was kind of like... I would love to be a copywriter for computer virus. Like any right. hackers, if you need any branding <laughs> um, copywriters, please let me know. They're pretty creative with, with the names. I have right. To say. Um, the one I didn't do, cause I was like, Oh, she's going to know this one, but like, you knew all the others anyways, but it was the like, want to cry. Oh yeah. 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 But I was like, I would, I would want to cry if someone hacked my information.
1: There was a point where I was, like, really interested in, in hacking, like, not in being yeah. a hacker. But oh, I was but like, what like, do hackers do? Oh, okay. I
0: thought it was yeah. like, because they have, like, ethical hackers. I feel like that would oh, be yeah. – would love to be, like, an ethical hacker where I'm like, oh, let me just, like, break into this thing. And like I'm the like, people you see in the movies or just like, typing yeah. on the and they're just like, yep. <laughs> I just also – I could never – be a hacker because i also like never i guess i never had like the computer keyboarding class where you, i can't like type and not look at the keyboard in my hand like i never got the like skill where you oh, can just like look there's and some type. good typing
1: programs for that oh, my, my parents actually made me i don't know if this has anything yeah. to do with my career now but they made me take computer typing
0: lessons yeah they it's like a whole thing like i would be a horrible <laughs> secretary in the 60s i would be like <laughs> on the typewriter like
1: one key at a time
0: <laughs> it was so bad one time i got um this is actually really funny because i didn't realize that the the keyboards are different in like different countries like if you get someone's like texting keyboard and like, Germany or somewhere, and, like, one time I was somewhere, and this guy was, like, oh, yeah, like, put in your number, and I was, like, trying to type it in. I was, like, why can't I yeah. find the letters where they're supposed to be? Because it my,
1: was... My phone's actually like that. This is a funny story. I yeah. went on my first solo trip to Spain. Yeah. And my phone got stolen. It's, like, everyone gets...
0: Everyone everyone yeah. gets their phone stolen in Spain. Yeah. Everyone, except I didn't get my phone stolen. I got my wallet stolen. And oh, that's worse. So, like... That's you know, definitely worse. Yeah, but... <laughs>
1: I ended up getting it back, but I factory yeah. reset it. So now I have like both the Spanish and English keyboard, and the Spanish <laughs> one will pop up, and I'm like, "Where are the keys?" <laughs> I
0: would also know that like everyone would get their phone stolen because I'd have people and their WhatsApp, and it would change. It would be like a picture of like some like girl. It was like whoever <gasps> stole their phone, <laughs> like, and then like again. had their their WhatsApp, and I was like, "Stephen, this doesn't look like you." <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, did it get stolen? Was it Barcelona? Yeah. yeah. No, actually, I it was remember. in Madrid. Okay. Yeah. yeah yeah they always get especially was it like a pickpocket or was it like you were at the table and they have the little i don't
1: don't know i i had a great week it was my first solo trip i was walking around and i'm normally very conscious like i'm a pretty safe traveler but uh there was like a cool car passing so i whipped out my camera really quickly put my phone in my pocket was taking pictures and then you know when you have your airpods in and you get too far and they start crackling
0: oh no and you're like my phone's disconnecting (laughs) and i was like (laughs) oh
1: and then i don't know what happened because i was on find my iphone i saw yeah. it like disappearing in the distance really yeah. quickly so I was like somebody has it somebody's driving away with it yeah. i factory reset it i went to go buy a new one and then i was doing it my a friend i made in spain yeah. messaged me on instagram i like saw my computer and she was like i hey. found your phone she was like whoever has your phone's been trying to call me cuz i put her as like the emergency contact <laughs> i was like what so i checked by my iphone again yeah. and it was at the local police station um, oh. so I don't know what happened if somebody like took it and returned it. Cause I definitely yeah. didn't drop it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but That's I think my weird. dad put some like scary, uh, message oh, on it. That, like like had it. That yeah, like, was
0: like, I'm going to find trapped. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, I so will find Lord. you. <laughs> <We'll kill> you. <laughs> it's basically him. <laughs> I had, um, yeah, my wallet got stolen because I just knew I had been there for nine months and I had oh, never wow. worn a baseball cap. And then there was one day where I was like, it's a third day I need to wash my hair I can't mm-hmm. go out without a hat it's just a small trip literally within three seconds of being like out the door somewhere like it was, it was taken out like my, oh my gosh because um, it's like every like no one wears baseball caps there unless you're a tourist uh-huh. um, but then some girl messaged me on Facebook that night I guess they thought I was out and I like lost my wallet or like dropped it. She was like hey girl where are you at um, like I found your wallet because oh, like wow. everything was in there like usually they just take the cash and like chuck yeah. it. But I had already canceled, like, all my credit cards and everything. And I was like, no, I'm not out because I don't have any money. Like, And then I had to meet <laughs> them. I thought I was going to get kidnapped because I was just messaging this girl on Facebook. She's like, okay, like, I'll meet you here outside of this random train station in, like, a sleeper town. So I'm, like, going there. And then I get a message. I'm like, I'm here. And it's, like, kind of like, like oh, an overcast, like, <laughs> windy day. And she's like, We're coming, and I was like, Who's we? And I'm like looking around. It's like a Did group- you go alone? Yeah. And it was oh like a great group- it's like it was like her and like two of her college friends. Like okay. and she was like, Here's your wallet, and I was like, Thanks. Thank like I think we're still Facebook friends and I'm like, I hope you're well. Like yeah. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. yeah. I-, I thought Scary. I was about to get kidnapped. Then I was kinda like, If I get kidnapped Okay, so like- be it. <laughs> Say love to <you."> me. <laughs> oh, um but yeah, I'm trying to think, do you have I guess like a final note, is there anything I don't want to be like, what's the one piece of advice you would like to give for anyone? But, um, or is there anything you could tell like your younger self, like looking back or just like a little thing, you'd be like, Hey, little Nicole, don't get a bowl cut. You know, other than that, I keep the bowl cut. I think that was a good character
1: development, (laughs) but something i tell my younger self, I mentioned this briefly, but I really struggled with imposter syndrome when I first started building a company and I still do to some extent, but It was like, to the point it was incapacitating. Like, remember the first um, event I spoke at, it was like me on a panel in front of a group of women with PhDs in computer science. Like, women that I considered to be super successful and educated. And I was like, what do I have to offer? Like, why am I here? So I messaged our lead investor the night before. I was like, hey, I'm speaking at this thing tomorrow and I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know why they invited me here. Had this, like, crippling anxiety. And he... One, sent me like a very supportive message. Yeah. And then two was like, let me introduce you to some badass like female founders who you can yeah. learn from who've been through the same experience. Yeah. I spoke to them and their advice was invaluable. And it was like, one, very comforting to hear that other yeah. people I considered to be really successful went through this. And two, that it doesn't go away. You just have to learn how to yeah. deal with it and realize that like, if somebody invites you to speak at something yeah. or to be somewhere, like you belong there. Yeah. Um, and you should never question that and yeah. I wish I realized that sooner like it yeah. seems so obvious yeah but I would always think it was an accident like even when well, I got it's... into a good college I was like
0: yeah.
1: I must have been like the one that slipped through the cracks you know yeah
0: yeah has Andrew suggested you read like you're a badass like the yellow book no, I should. But funny enough, oh, I was going to say I have an extra copy because he sent it to me and I was like, I've already read this book. But oh,
1: maybe I should read it. Funny yeah. enough, I was talking to somebody. Um, he started hosting like these yeah. smaller dinner events and I was at one recently yeah. and I was sitting next to someone that he considers to be a mentor. We yeah. ended up having this really deep con- conversation at dinner and I was talking about imposter syndrome and the things I still want to get better at. And yeah. one of them was public speaking where I was like, I feel like I'm decent at public speaking when it comes to work. Yeah. and when I'm prepared ahead of time but I'm like right. a lot of times in life and as I grow as like an executive I'm gonna have to
0: like wing say it. things on the yeah. spot yeah
1: and that like gives me so much anxiety and I don't know what to say and I always end up pulling it off but I need more experience yeah. with that so this guy looked, looked at me and he's like okay so let's do it right now he was like I'm gonna go <laughs> tell Andrew that you're giving a toast at the end of this yeah. and he was like I'm gonna call you out at a random time and say Nicole's giving a toast like calling everyone's attention oh you're God. gonna get up um did you do that I did I ended oh up my doing God. it I like blacked out <laughs> I was gonna I to say I, was I feel saying. like I
0: would dissociate I'd be like oh you know, I of I was
1: like I don't know what I'm about to say
0: or and yeah.
1: afterwards like I don't know if everyone was being nice or yeah. I did
0: a decent job or some combination of both people were like that was great like do you public speak I'm like, you're like no like, I'm, but that was the point I'm trying like, to I blacked learn. out and they're like Nicole why'd you tell us about the time that you wet yourself in fourth grade and you're like I don't know what <laughs> I, I just like <laughs> I don't know don't ask questions like to this day I have no yeah. idea what I said yeah that's crazy oh my gosh Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, It was a pleasure having you. And I guess I'll tell everyone, well, actually this will come out after Thanksgiving, but hopefully everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Um, Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving, like food? Are you big on Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay.
1: My stepmom cooks for Thanksgiving and she makes this corn casserole. We kind of have a a debate going on about the naming. I think it's a casserole. She thinks it's like I don't know what she called it. It's yeah. definitely a casserole. And, like anything that's kind of um, like
0: in like one of those like white or like glass right? pans that you put foil over. I'm like it's a it's a it's casserole. A casserole. Yeah. if it's not a salad, it's a, it's a casserole. I
1: I like that. It's either a salad or a casserole. Yeah, yeah. definitely a casserole. Yeah. So it's like mixed between like cornbread and oh. I don't even know what. It's like yeah. not quite cornbread. It's so
0: good. Oh my! So gosh. I can't wait. That's awesome. I feel like I just get excited for pie. <laughs> oh, what kind? I love pie. I literally got. I went to the farmer's market to get. um. I, I've never had it before. I got, like, strawberry ruber, rhubarb. Oh, I, don't I don't even know. I don't even know what, like, what is I can't even say Is it rhubarb? Rhubarb? <laughs> <laughs> rhubarb? Rhubarb. But I'm like, a, that's how I say barb. it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm like, I think that's, like, also a of. A fruit or something, I don't know. I'm gonna sound real some, stupid on here, but some it's, fruit or vegetable. It's, I just know it's it sounds like southern and fancy. I'm like, we're in New York, so I'm trying to get as, as close to whatever it's pie. I'm like, the South they know how to do pie, right? The pie I had in Texas, so good. i never oh, had better pie. emporium pies. Like, yes. I saw that and I was like, oh, I should have like recommended that. They had so one, it's called like the Cloud Nine, and it's like this, like, whipped kind of like Oh, I saw thing. that. I didn't have it, but so cool. I went maybe two or three times. Yeah, it's delicious. It's delicious. Oh. Yeah. Well, now, second ending. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.